If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. These words of Jesus from his heart to us. If anyone thirsts, anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. We have today, the gospel gives us this encounter of Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. It's one of my, my favorite gospel passages, and it is so rich. We have, we see this woman who is, she's coming to the well. She's coming to get water. But from a couple of, of details in the gospel, we can understand a little bit about her, right? She's coming in the middle of the day at noon and by herself. So what this tells us is that she's probably an outcast within her own community, because typically women at that time would, would go to the well together in the morning when it was cooler, and they would go together so that they could have some, some time together with each other, that they would be also like safer together. So she's going by herself, and it means in some ways she's an outcast, not even wanted by her own community. So you can imagine her being a little hesitant, right, of anybody being at the well. And so Jesus is there. And she walks up, and he asks her, give me a drink. Jesus is not asking her, give me a drink, like, hey, you, you should serve me. But he wants to enter into relationship with her. He's trying to elicit from her, right, this, this deeper longing and this deeper thirst. And he's telling her, like, I thirst for relationship with you. What he, what he really wants to drink of is not so much of water, but of her heart and of her love. But what is she again, right? She's this woman's probably wounded, probably hurt. And so she's a little hesitant. She's like, so why are you, a Jew, even talking to me? Because at the time, Samaritans and Jews, like, they didn't like each other. Really, really difficult, tense relationship. So much so that... When Jews were traveling from one town to another, if Samaria was in the middle, they would just take the longer route and walk all the way around so they wouldn't even go through. So for Jesus to be there, part of that he's saying is like, I'm entering into this place because I desire to be in communion with you. Asking her again, give me a drink. And she, again, is, is hesitant. And we can think even of ourselves, right? When we realize our own sinfulness, we realize who we are, maybe the Lord is reaching out to us and we might be saying to ourselves, like, why would you want to talk to me? Why would you even care? Why does God want anything to do with me? And so then Jesus tells her, right, if you knew the gift of God, if you knew the gift of who was speaking to her, if she knew the fact that Jesus just wanted to be in relationship with her and she didn't have to do anything, that, that his longing for her is a gift in and of itself, then you, if you knew what I was asking you for, then you would be the one asking me for a drink. He's seeking to awaken within her this desire and this longing for him. And so, again, as Jesus is trying to prod her heart and draw her into relationship, what is she doing? She's like, putting up walls, right? Like, hey, man, FYI, the well is deep, and you don't have a bucket, okay? So what's up with that, right? 
as he's, he's like longing, like, you want to be in deeper relationship with me? He's, he's trying to engage her in this way. And so she's asking the question, like, not only this physical well is deep and you don't have a bucket, but do you know the depth of my heart and the emptiness that is there? Now, I have longed to have this filled, and I haven't. So who are you to think that you can really fill this? And maybe we have those questions. As we begin to be open to the Lord a little bit, begin to open up our hearts, we might be thinking to ourselves like, okay, God, like, really? Can, can you really satisfy this longing in my heart? Because I've, I've tried everywhere else, and I'm almost afraid to ask you because I don't even know if it is there. You have nothing to draw the water with, right? So Jesus, he begins to tell her, he says, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But the water that I give will become within the person a spring of eternal life, like living water welling up to eternal life. And she's saying, and you will never thirst again. Here's the key piece. We go to these wells in our life, we're trying to, to fill this longing for infinite love. We're trying to fill, whether it's through relationships or things or whatever it is, we're trying to fill this longing for infinite love. And we go back and we're thirsty. And we go back and we're thirsty. And we go back and we're thirsty. And so Jesus is trying to tell her, he has this living water that comes from within. It comes from within. Now, this is a key piece. God does not need external things to communicate his love to us. You need to hear that again. God does not need external things to communicate his love to us. He does not need another person, another relationship. He doesn't need a material thing. It is truly from the indwelling power and grace and life of the Holy Spirit that the Lord communicates his love to us, right? But, but we are, like, skittish of that. Well, that's not how, like, I felt loved or how I want to feel loved or how I've encountered love in my life in some other way. And so, like, the well is deep, bro. You don't have a bucket. I don't get that. He's trying to elicit within us, like, I want to give you something maybe that you haven't experienced before. Or maybe just you've experienced in a small way. And I want to deepen this grace and this life in your heart. And so at this point, the woman is beginning to, to open. And this is where there's the change, the key change in this engagement, this encounter with this woman and Jesus. She says this, then give me this water. Like this water that you speak about. It wells up from within. Then give me this water. This is the moment of change, the beginning of conversion, where she's starting to experience and recognize her own desire for the Lord and to express that, like, that's the water that I want. And she says, why? So that I don't have to keep coming back to this well. Because we all know it, when we hunger and thirst for God and we're looking for it in the wrong place, then every time we go to those wells, it just makes us weary. Like our souls get weary. Like, gosh, like I'm, I'm coming back and it's just not fulfilling. I'm coming back and it's not fulfilling. And so the Lord's wanting to draw us within. And our conversion is a gradual process. 
First, right, we begin in this place where we're longing for so many things that are not of the Lord, that are not God himself. And then as our conversion begins, then there's this movement like, I long for these things and God together. And this dual movement of the heart. But then, if we continue along this path with the Lord, then the Lord raises up that we begin to long for him and him alone. Even in the things that we seek here. Again, this movement of conversion. I'm, I'm seeking all things that are not the Lord. Then I begin to seek these things in the world and the Lord together. And then as I continue in this journey with him, then my longing for God becomes so intense, right, that I want just him, even within the world of itself. And so we, we come before the Lord, and now Jesus has this woman, and she's like, give me this, right, because I, I don't, I'm tired of coming to the false thirst. I'm tired of lugging this bucket around. So Jesus knows, all right, she's ready for some more. I've got her heart. She's got this awareness of this longing, like my longing for her, her longing for me. And so he says, now it's time to take the next step. And he invites her to recognize that to take the next step, she has to be aware of some junk in her life, let it go, and turn it over to the Lord. So he says this, um, go, go get your husband and bring him back. And at this point, it's probably like us, like, okay, Lord, look. I've opened up my heart to you. I've started to turn towards you. I'm getting a little warm and fuzzies. That's great. Like, I want you more than I want these other things in life. And then God's like, yeah, but what about this junk? And we're like, hey, 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 bro. Come on now. I let you in the front door, and now you're trying to get into every room. What's up with that? Stay in the den, right? <laughs> Stay in the den. And Jesus is like, well, if you want a real relationship, we got to go in the kitchen, in the closet, in the bedroom, in the office, like all these places. You really want this deeper relationship. And we get defensive, right? And she gets defensive. And she's like, oh, oh hey, hey, let's change the subject. Let's talk about like something theoretical, right? Like, hey, you, you Jews do this. We Samaritans do this. And he's like, hey, now, like, I know that you don't have a husband. You've had five, and the man you're with is not your husband now. He's not trying to condemn her. He's not trying to shame her. He's trying to just convict her heart. See, all these places that you're longing, that you're trying to fill this hole in your heart, like it's not doing the trick. It's not doing the trick. So he's inviting her, lay those things down. Bring those things to me so that you can have the life-giving water that wells up to eternal life. Inviting her in this examination of conscience. So as we're, we're journeying through Lent, right, maybe you're at the point where you're like, okay, I've opened up to you, Lord, and I'm ready for some more. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. How about that room? Let me in there. And we're like, hey, man, no. Let him in. Let him into that place. What we have to do when we get to these moments, it's not just like, hey, Lord, I'm a sinner, forgive me. We need to name those things. Or this thing, this person, this that, this whatever, like that thing right now I'm clinging to more than I'm clinging to you. This thing, that, I, that this sin that I'm just holding on to, Lord, I need to turn it over to you. Because when we hold on to those things in a certain sense, like we, we espouse them. 
We espouse them, especially we don't want to turn them over to Jesus. What's cool, right? Every detail in Scripture means something. So this woman has had six men in her life. Jesus comes as number seven. If you know about numbers in the Bible, seven is the number of perfection. So of her six first spouses, now the perfect spouse stands in front of her, asking, will you let me in? Will you invite me into that place in your heart? So Jesus is asking us the same thing. What are we espoused to that's not of him? Can we turn those things aside? Because where our treasure is, there also is our heart. What are we clinging to? Can we turn that aside, fall into the merciful heart of Jesus? Because it's right now. It's not tomorrow. It's not in a year. It's not in 10 years. It's not when it gets settled. It's right now that Jesus wants all of us all of who we are for him, this invitation. And what does this woman do, right? She has the grace. Is it? She says she leaves her jar, the thing that she kept bringing to the well that she was clinging to, to try to use to fill that hole in her heart. She left the jar and she goes back into the town, knowing again, like the courageous, the, the courage of this woman. She goes into the town to which she's an outcast. She's like, hey, y'all, what's up? I'm like, who are you? Yeah, 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 me. I met this guy, and I think he might be the Messiah. Come and see. Because this encounter with the love of Jesus that awakens her love and her heart for him moves her to mission, moves her to tell other people, like, hey, the well stinks. Let us go to Christ, who has the living water that only he can give. Brothers and sisters, as we're, we're walking through this Lent, pray that you, that I, right, that we hear Jesus telling us, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And that we're not afraid to, to name the false thirst and cast them aside, to come to the sacrament of confession, to name those things, to cast them aside, that Christ may give us the living water so that we may not thirst again. Because only in him, can we have that? So Jesus, he invites you, he invites me today and every moment of our life. If anyone thirsts, if anyone thirsts, let him and let her come to me and drink.